Yo, yo, yo. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Women Effect Show presented by Winject Studios. Today's a special episode. Not just because it's another episode of the Women Effect, but we have the one and only trophy episode guest. It's 360-something thousand downloads. Our first appearance on the Women Effect, I believe it was episode 57. If you haven't listened to that, I highly suggest you going to do so. Miss Samantha Duran here, the CEO and founder of Be Your Own Brand. Just be your own at the beginning of anything, and she has access to it. But welcome back to the show, Samantha. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for having me, Chris Ross. I'm so excited <laughs> to be here. Just such an honor. And I'm so like happy to like pick up from where we last left off and cover everything that we've been speaking about. Mm -hmm. And thank you once again. What an honor. be honest with you, there's a lot of people... I come in contact with, and we're both blessed, very blessed individuals that we have an astounding individuals that are around us at arm's length that they could help. And you're definitely one of those people where I've always having a back of mind on opportunities that cross the desk. And I think that's when I was actually talking about this with a couple of people that the true reflection on how well you do what you do for a living and the energy that you possess and you're able to polarize out and, and recycle with individuals when there's a room full of people and opportunities cross your desk and you think of somebody, that's how I look at obviously you, right? And there's opportunities that fly across my desk. I'm like, ooh, that'd be perfect for this. And yeah, there's a lot of other things. We're gonna do some announcements today on this episode to be dropping on this Monday. We're moving some ones up. We have about 20 episodes we're ahead right now. And you're we're recording this one and it's coming out Monday. We're moving it ahead. This is what happens when you have you're the top rated download person that we have coming on the show, but I'm really excited for this conversation and it's been a long time overdue. Ah, uh, me too. Like the things that we bounce backwards and forwards, like the, the ideas and the concepts that we come up with constantly. Like I just, I love having a conversation with you because you're so enthusiastic about entrepreneurship as a whole. And also like what I do with Be Your Own. And I just love mm -hmm. how you champion the brand. You're always there, like at the forefront of my mind, just like on, inspiring women inspiring me um so thank you once again no you're welcome i have to I actually owe you a right? i'm just like i don't know yeah. what to look it's like i don't know i'm so excited right now there's so much we can go into detail right there's so much we can go into detail but i'm gonna actually start it off this way i didn't plan on doing it but I'm, it just popped in my head i watch a i consume a lot of like not content like very explicit when it comes to content but i do support my friends and do support people like yourself. And I see you going to other shows. The world owes you an apology. I don't think people have really captured the true essence of the powerful Samantha Duran yet. So I'm going to show everybody what it's supposed to sound like in an interview with someone like this. All right. So <laughs> that's my little jab to the industry, by the way. <laughs> so on behalf of the industries of people out there doing interviews, I apologize on everybody's ever interviewed. I'm going to do it. I mean, if you kind of like, if you're good about doing what you do for a living and you're trying to step into that role, then you don't call people out, but you just kind of take it to another level. And that's what we're going to do today. So I'm really excited. Yeah, it's about digging deep and just even asking the questions that everybody else seems to be so afraid to ask. Mm. There's nothing worse than like being on a podcast show or being interviewed. And it's just all the same monotonous crap that you just hear. So it's like, jump out of the box, do something different, ask me something like thought-provoking or something because it all just gets so boring. Like, of course I support female entrepreneurship, of mm -hmm. course digital media, of course I love advertising, of course I love championing women, but just like ask me something different, like make the audience think, capture like the, mm -hmm. you know, like something right. different. And well, I love you, you do that. You need to, and I believe when you're actually interviewing someone, you really want to call them a project, but you want to immerse yourself so much into their story and into their life. So selfishly enough to be able to feel what they feel 
even some of the course it's going to be easy. Like, Hey, what was your favorite book, Samantha that you've who just shut them, shut up. Like, don't ask me these questions. Mm -hmm. I get it. I go on. That's why I stopped going on so many shows because they would send me a list of questions. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to show up to this. I, it, when you're asking questions like that, you need to not just feel what they feel or even looking at it in their own perspective, and their own experiences. Every single person on this planet was born with a unique special gifts that make them them. And it takes someone even on, I believe, on a female side as an entrepreneur. I think the 2020 is a decade for female entrepreneurship that will lose that stigmatism off the female entrepreneur. They won't call you that. They'll say entrepreneur. Because I don't, I just don't like it because this decade and I, this is where I was on that panel and it kind of like, that's how we got obviously in contact. This is about eight, almost two years ago, 18 months or so. There was like, you know, this is a decade for female entrepreneurship just because of their a little bit more aligned within their true selves and the emotional side and high emotional intelligence. They can sniff out some bullshit pretty quickly. Then also on top of that, they're able to really forward think about what they want in their life and what they want in their business. Even when it comes to partnerships, there's been partnerships even recently that have an amazing brands. And I told them, no, I mean, how often do you get approached by sponsors or people that want to align themselves within be your own or even the brand Samantha Duran? That's a separate entity. It's just a, obviously a byproduct. How yeah. often are you approached by people that you have to take a, you know, maybe a, another look at it, a deeper look and go, I really don't want to align myself to this. Ah, actually, that's, a, that's an interesting question because I get that quite frequently where my agent will send me like mm. email through and CC me in things about like this interview or where my favorite places to hang out are. And I'm just like, well, if it resonates with who I am as a person, absolutely. Mm. We did some work with um, London School of Economics and Women in Business Conference and those things I thoroughly enjoy being part of. And again, that, that immersing yourself and helping other women they don't know where they want to go in their life. They're, they're kind of like, do I embark on this as a, as a journey or this as a career? And those things I'm happy to jump on board with. Mm -hmm. Have like brands like reaching out. And I think, do you even align with me? Do you know what I stand for as a person? Like, have you looked into your brand history? Do you know mm. about who your team are? And it's just like, it's no good if you don't know. How am I expected to know? And why on earth would I want to work with you? Mm -hmm. um, like that's something that's really important. And company culture as well is something that's yes. really important. So if your HR team or you don't treat your employees very well or that you know below national national minimum wage and they're just then they're miserable working for you. Also, that's a company that I don't want to get involved with. And mm -hmm. I definitely don't want to work alongside because that is just not what I stand for. I stand for you know, just being bold, being authentic in yourself, being proud of the person you are. And, you know, if you'd watched the, the, the previous episode that we'd done for everyone that's watching this, of course, mm -hmm. with Chris Ross, you'd see that um, Critics Clothing was my first retail startup. Yeah. The whole idea and the concept behind it was not being pigeonholed and not being conformed to societal views and being put in this box. The whole mm -hmm. idea be yourself and step out of your comfort zone so if none of those brands are doing that and none of those brands uh, represent authenticity and have a unique brand voice approach I definitely don't want to be working with those people and I have no problem at this stage in my life and at this stage in my career being like see ya just not for right. me and well, that's a that's a shift that the interject just real quick. That, that's a shift in the mentality of an, a true entrepreneur when they can get a gauge on what they want their future self to look like and step into like the life that I live right now, I created 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. I'm just living in a reality right now, but the life that I'm creating for my future is not going to look like this. It'll be completely different because you have to stay hold fast and stay true to who you are as an individual. And this is where I see a lot of, entrepreneurs masking and putting all these masks on and layers on trying to be somebody they're not. And it's where I think the pandemic, it really exposed a lot of people where they weren't built for online. They were built for maybe some corporations that are an in-house, but they weren't built for that. But then also on the flip side of that, there's always two sides of the coin. People that are built for online are giving a facade and I met some entrepreneurs that people can buy an article and stick their ass on Forbes. So that doesn't mean shit. 
You know what I mean? And I went and I seen their financials. They haven't made any money in the last 14 months. And you're telling you're telling the whole world that you're a top 10, you know, um, entrepreneur. And this is then this is some people that have been aligned to me previously that I told them, no, I can't do this. I can't align myself and I don't want you involved because I I champion something different is being some being your true self. And that's why I love, that's why I, I really resonate with, you know, one, your story, and then also your brand and what you're about. Like you are the brand. However, everything a part of that brand, it comes from you, right? And that's difficult as an entrepreneur because be your own is Samana. And Samana is not be your own. You see what I'm saying? It's just a, that's obviously a part of it. And it makes you makes you really powerful when it comes to industries. And it almost makes it a point to where certain brands almost have to, you know, ask for forgiveness. You know what I mean? To why would I ask this question? I don't even know who this woman is. Yeah. Do you, you see my point? It, yeah. It's, it's really difficult. Um, but I mean, we had this conversation earlier about like entrepreneurship. It seems to be very much the buzzword these days. Everybody's throwing this word around. I'm an entrepreneur. And you think, okay, yeah, sure. But are you willing, you know, are you willing to take the blame? Are you willing to get up mm. early? Are you willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to do all those things like you and I both do as an entrepreneur? And most people aren't. And then they wonder why they're not where they want to be. That's mm -hmm. the issue that we're faced with is that everybody loves to say I'm an entrepreneur, but do you really know, do you really truly understand what it entails to mm. be an entrepreneur when you don't sleep at night, when you're thinking about your business nonstop, when you're worried about paying staff, when you're worried about overheads, when you're worried about X, Y, Z, like that's the problem that we're faced with. Mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, back to what you said about standing by the brand um, would be your own, like, I love the, the DNA of the brand. I love the core essence of what the brand stands for because be your own is all about being your own and championing yourself and championing other people and connecting the dots and fusing the connections between people. Because mm -hmm. I always say, if you win, I win. If I win, you win. Collectively, we should be winning and bringing up people together to win. Right. And it's okay to kind of step into true, your true self, but then also separate yourself from the, the lack of competition out there. And then, and here's the, this is a, something that we both champion is that we throw them a lifeline. Here's how I went about doing this. It just gives the world a chance to catch up. My grandfather used to say that when I was young, he goes, time to go to bed. So it was time to lay it down. I'm gonna let the world give it, give the world a chance to catch up. Right. Yeah. It, it's, it's a, that's a mentality like entrepreneurship. You need to be able to sit into that fire, sit in the shit and Absolutely. literally feel it. Like because you need work-life balance. There's no work-life balance. There's my life. This is my life. Yeah. I chose this life and I'm willing to take on anything that I need to. And, and you mentioned um, taking a responsibility for some of the mishaps. I will own it. Like that was my, it was a poor decision, but then learn something from it and then see, and then also share it with the world and share it with people. Some of the mishaps and go, that this is what happens when you make this move and it's prematurely and trying to scale. And I, that's one thing I love about your brand. You could easily put a lot of star power and all the, the connections that you have in the States yeah. and put a lot of take away from a lot of the ad spend mm -hmm. and really support the communities and then pouring into it. But you're not going to really pour into the existing members that you currently have. Do you know what I mean? Because it's kind of like, I look at companies when they're going to scale, are they going to pour more into the ones that actually been around them forever? That's where a lot of companies don't understand. It's the retention ratios that I look at most. It's how can I, can I retain them? Like that's the thing, like keeping your existing customers or members in my case, like happy. But like, I love the idea that with our membership at Be Your Own, we only have 500, 500, we only have 500. <laughs> um, we only have 500. And those are the women that we really take pride in representing and really take care of because mm -hmm. it's easy to be like, oh yes, more money and get more people and start churning out the members. And they're, they're just one of many. I don't want women to feel one of many. I like the idea of them you know, being part of the B-Run membership club and, and being part of something special 
and having their place and knowing that there's a one-to-one -one personal connection there, that they can reach out to me personally. They can reach out to Emma at my team. They can reach out to, yeah, of course, we've got sales and marketing team, but first and foremost, like the idea of them being part of something that not many other women are part of, and we take pride and mm -hmm. like such privilege, like just enthusiasm of them being part of the membership of just one of 500 as opposed to being one of many people like for me something special because i know i don't want to feel like one of many no like, at all you want to be the one right i, I mean you feel that way one and you want to feel part of the one even if you're not part of the one mm -hmm. you know you don't want to just be like oh i'm just cc'd in some kind of newsletter or something like we like the personal touch we like reaching out when we haven't heard from our members in like a couple of months time or they haven't turned up to a ladies lunch or they haven't like checked into our zoom online monthly meeting we like to say you know what's happening is everything okay like it's a mutually beneficial thing and if we don't feel like they're getting anything out of it we'd rather say at the end of the year look we don't feel like it's for you. It's not mutually beneficial. So we'd rather you join a membership where you feel like you could, A, invest more time or you mm -hmm. could feel part of a different community. Like those things are really important to me. Right. I mean, it shows. I mean, it, all the things that you just mentioned right there, most I've been ar around some pretty great brands with memberships and they don't have those components. And those I call those check-ins, right? So when you're checking in with your... I don't know, clientele, it, those are just the way that even the verbiage of the entrepreneur uses, it tells everything about what their members feel. Mm. Like I want, I want to create an open door policy or, or a boundaries or at least a point of contact if they're having issues and a need to reach out to us as a lifeline. If you're reaching out to us as a lifelong, that's what I want you to feel that you can do that. Like Chris, I'm really struggling. Can you get this to Chris? They know the channels to get to me. It doesn't mean that I'm not approachable, but I can't be too accessible. And that's a yeah. difference. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's, I mean, you have to, you have to take into account like your own worth as well. Of mm. course, want to be part of it. You want to feel like you're very much on hand to them and you want to help and everything. But there does come a point where you don't want to be so deep into it that like it's your be all and end all. And I love mm. entrepreneurship and I love the women that are in, in the membership club but there is a point where you don't want them to access you so much because then they kind of take it for granted as well and they don't appreciate the time that you've given mm -hmm. um of course i have all the members all the connections to our our membership club and a lady most recently lost her her mother and we've been mm. kind of like in and out of contact um just checking in from time to time and um you know, it's nice she feels like I can, she can reach out to me as well. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't like to be too intrusive as a person. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to broadcast or put into the group messenger thing. But all of the ladies know that, you know, I'm there if you want to speak to me. I'm not going to intrude. I'm not going to be forceful in any way. But if there's something wrong and you think that I can help with it, professional or personal, just let me know, you know? Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. I mean, it's good for you to do it. It's a reflection on you as a person. I mean, of course, I know you personally, so it's different, right? Because I know your heart, right? And what's in it. And and a little shout out real quick. You mentioned Emma. And just shout out to Emma real quick. Um, if you're listening to this, Emma, I'm sure she is. But um, such a wonderful person going back and forth. Because even like myself, like I know you. I could easily send you a text message. But I'm going to obviously use the proper channels because that's what you're going to send them to anyway. Because that's what I got to go through. If you yeah. sent me a message then I'm just going to have to go to them anyway because they're the ones that obviously execute on our, I guess, task and the things that we're trying to accomplish. But a little shout out to Emma. You are phenomenal. You are just nothing but a pleasure to communicate back and forth with every once in a while. And she's a big supporter, which I love her to death. She's cool. Well, I, I feel absolutely honored and privileged to be one of a few who have your personal telephone. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, well, that's it's, just, it's hard, right? So with some – because it, I have – I have an issue where I'm always going to give everything I can with the individual if they bring it to me. Yeah. But I'm also understand that I can't solve every problem. I call it a newly married husband, right? It always wants to solve the problem. Like a girl, the wife will walk into the room and like, Oh, I've had a bad day and they just need a vent, bro. Shut up. Right. <laughs> so just, just be there. So it's, you can easily get there when you're an entrepreneur and you're starting to make moves 
that you're accessible to the point where you just want to solve everybody's problems. Well, I'm not. I, I, this isn't a charity called Chris. Right? I mean, I need to pour into myself just as much as I'm pouring into everything else. And that's recyclable. Right. Yeah. Where, I mean, you find that a lot in entrepreneur. I do see it with a lot of members and even within Winject Studios, they're not pouring back into themselves enough to really flourish and give themselves everything they're going to need. Right. I mean, as an entrepreneur, like what were some of the challenges in the journey, when you got to the point where I'm not pouring back into myself enough, I'm not doing something that brings me actually satisfaction and joy. Because I asked that question because that's something I struggled with. There was no work-life balance. It was nothing. I did nothing. I need to pour into hobbies and pour into things that bring me joy, not make me money. Right. Yeah. So, like, talk about that if you can for listeners. Yeah, totally. I think for for many people, I think money does bring like the satisfaction and like the financial reward can often be like, oh yeah, I get, I do this because it brings me X or I can buy this or I can do that. And that's great. It offers that freedom. It mm -hmm. does allow you to do certain things that other people can't. But like for me, who's been doing this since like, well, for all I've ever known, I mean, I've had like one, I say corporate job. It's not really a corporate job working in McDonald's for one summer. Um, <laughs> but like, <laughs> like, I can tell, I, I can't see that at all, but it would be, <laughs> I'd be a fly on a wall, but like, can I have a, can I have a Big Mac, please? Or like a shake. <laughs> Wait, I, was not, I was not like a shrinking violet. I was not like a wallflower, but I was just like, there's your Big Mac. <laughs> and there's your, <laughs> your McFlurry. Um, but like I lasted one summer. Anyway, moving on. The point is, is that being an entrepreneur, it does allow you to do things that other people don't do or don't have the access to or privilege or whatever but there's a lot of work that goes in behind it and as we mentioned today you know people think oh chris ross just popped up here no bro i've been doing this behind the scenes for years it's not an overnight success to get to that overnight success if that's what you want to call it there has been a lot of hard work and satis um what do you call it sorry um what you, satisfaction uh, no, not satisfaction, sacrifice. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that's, a, that's actually a powerful point is looking at it as a sacrifice or an investment. I look at it as it's a sacrifice if you don't. It's an investment in yourself if you, if you make that compromise at that one point. I might can compromise my quality of life momentarily, yeah. but I'm not going to do it long term. And that's where burnout and all this shit turns out, right? And yeah. you, you mentioned it, and that's something that I have seen even in your story. <laughs> You're, you're built for the long run because you can withstand a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. I've, listen, I, I come from the other side of the tracks where I'm at, I can go back in a day and eat peanut butter and jelly and yeah. <laughs> eat beans and rice. I can yeah. live that life because I enjoy it. I used to come from there. However, if you put in the hard work now, my dad always told me that he goes, if you want it, take it, then ask for forgiveness. Yeah. How can you get noticed? The only way to get noticed, and that's where sports really played a huge part in my entrepreneurial success and being around some really strong like leaders when it comes to the like military. There's there's always a good day when I'm not getting shot at. So uh, that's how I look at it. But people say, well, you made that ultimate sacrifice, right? In the military. Well, it's not a sacrifice. I invested in myself. That's what that was. I invested into myself. And the last 10 years, yes, I've had great in phenomenal success, but no one, I, I finally got to the point to me and I was like, you know what? I'm done writing this shit for people. Yeah. I, I, I can, I can write it and give them a script. This is what you say on stage and they'll still screw it up. I'm like, why am I not doing this myself? And then that, that was a big, huge leap for me. Cause now that I'm inviting the, the fear of the unknown into my life. And that was a very scary thing for myself. But then obviously aligning myself with some major players and billionaires I realized that in order for me to elevate myself, I needed to elevate others. Yes. And that, that, that's the best way of getting in all the different types of conversations is to be a part of all these conversations. I need to help them. Not, not give it away for free. I need to help them. And that's the lifeline that we talk about. How often do you see this when, when companies go to scale, right? And they're not pouring into their employees or pouring into their communities, but that's a lot of things I do see on the back end. Is how often do you see them not pouring into the community aspect of something where it doesn't bring them any type of return on investment? 
Oh, I mean, you get that all the time, these, especially at like big corporate companies that are literally like, oh, I'll take your money, I'll do this, I'll do that. But there's no return there. There's not really, it's, there's no like two way thing. There's no right. mutual beneficial like agreement there. And again, like if I go back to be your own, like the whole idea of taking someone on, because we want to represent these women in the best way that we can. And if we know that we can do the work, whether it's PR, whether it's HR, whether it's management, where it's, you know, just helping them with their every day to day to scale up or to grow or to gr get new contacts. Like we like the women that we take on. Like there is no, there's no, of course there's a win-win. I mean, we get paid and they get the services, but it's like, you've got to enjoy what you do. You've got to enjoy the people that you work with. Otherwise, what is the point? They're you just know, ticking all the boxes. They're just ticking all the boxes. <laughs> Yeah, for me, you can't pay me enough to work with people that I don't like. If I have to wake up in the morning, I think I don't want to work with, you know, that idiot over there. Like, it's just not worth it for me. I'd rather take myself off and go somewhere else. So, mm -hmm. like, it is all about the return on investment. It is about, like, putting yourself out there in a certain sense and then saying, look, like, this is what you get. This is what I get. But, again, like, we should collectively win together. There's no point taking on a partnership or a, a collaboration if it's just a one-way stream it has to be for, it has to work for both it needs to be a no-brainer and that's where sure. only way it's a no-brainer is subconsciously they have to feel it yeah it's all about the vibe and like mm -hmm. like during the covid pandemic where we had to sit behind the zoom like that's one of the things that i found most challenging because I like, I like yeah like you're a tourist as well. Like you like to feel people's energy. You like to have that personal connection with someone where they just get it. Like this computer screen, it means nothing to me. How can I yeah. connect with you? I, I can't, I don't know anything else going on right now other than the frame that you're sitting in right now. Exactly. I don't know how much of an effort you've made when I'm sat there interviewing you for a sales and marketing job. You could just be from there upwards. The rest <laughs> of you, like you've made no effort. So to me, that's no good. Like mm -hmm. I like to feel that connection with someone. It's all about the vibe and what you take from someone just by being in their presence, you know, or even being mm -hmm. part of the community. What do you take away from that? Mm -hmm. Like what's your, I ask questions. Um, I mean, I can't wait. This is going to be fun. If <laughs> I, I'm, There's a lot. Oh, this is going to be good. Okay. All right. So yeah, I'm getting excited. Sam, Sales and marketing, sales, marketing, and stuff like this. When, and this is what I teach, you know, some of the corporations before, obviously, I'd grown, you know, really took off on my own. But when I, yeah. before I built the trade schools and, and obviously took care of that with the, when the podcast came out, I was asked to still do it. I could have easily went back on the stage and picked up a microphone, but no one really does that. So I was like, well, what do I do now? But it's making the proper shifts. But you mentioned, people showing this is one thing that I say to people if you show up at a certain frequency with me, you better you better be able to maintain that consistency is key yes so if you're showing up like this what would be your contribution on your on a worst day what does a bad day look like for you as these are the questions that i ask salespeople. what do you do when you have a lot of pressure and i paint scenarios okay so say for instance if you have a hundred leads and you are supposed to call these hundred leads and to enroll them into this program, product, service, good t-shirt, popsicle, whatever the hell it is. Mm -hmm. And you only, so say for instance, you called all these leads as much as you can and you can't persuade them any longer. What do you do? That's the question. <sighs> That's what a do good you question. Do? Interesting. Because for me, there's like, that. There's the, I don't like the answer no. Of course. Yeah. Um, no, imagine. <laughs> me no. Not yet. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Taurus is here, by the way. It's like, not yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If it's not a no, it's definitely a yes. Um, <laughs> like, for me, I... I like, I like to go out there. I like to seize every opportunity. I like to, you know, just hustle. I mean, that's the key word here because we both like to hustle. And I don't like to take the answer no as a as a permanent answer. Like if there's a way to angle it and I can get around it, um, you say 100 leads, I'd like to see at least like a 25, 30% conversion rate. 100%. Um, that's Easy. probably a little high. But I think if you're very good at what you do, especially in sales and marketing, you should know that it's all about listening to the person and then being able, it sounds a little bit manipulative, but you know what I'm talking about, is being able to then 
is you know go back and say okay this is what we then offer you have to listen to what they want and then tweak it and then tailor it you know to that's what the skill that's, that's the skill but not you, many sales and marketing people know how to do that and that's why it's so difficult to find those key hires well the problem is is they think they know have all the answers and their egos involved when people tell i, I have never been told no as a sale, and now how do I become in, internationally ranked as a salesperson in the top five? Is I never would accept no as an answer. No one's told me that because I don't give them an opportunity. So yeah. I was like, here's here's the way that I frame it. It's like Samantha, like okay, let me get this straight, okay? Let me get this straight, and then I paint the scenario. Here's from what you told me. I'm gonna paraphrase it, put it in my words, and then say, and here's a proposed solutions, and, he, and you know that you said that this could help you. Yes, correct. Yeah. So. A lot help me understand this, please. And I use my natural skills and my natural ability and my humor. Like, 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 like listen, like, let me get this straight. Hold on. So you mean to tell me that this is what you're going to tell me and I'm going to accept this. I, I, don't, I don't know what you want me to tell you. Like, Chris, I'm, I had so many people to say, I'm going to do it. The hell with it. I'm going to do it. And it's not the product, service, good, feature, benefit, none of that shit. It's the way that I would communicate with them. Yes, exactly. I'm like yeah. I'm doing this blindly just because you, I can't tell you no. But also people buy into people, you know, yes. and a lovely smile will win every single time. Like people buy into that. So it doesn't matter what you're selling. You know, people might not need that new spade or people might not want that new whatever toilet seat or something like that. <laughs> smile and you can sell something with humor like people are gonna buy into it and they're gonna buy into you as well just whether it's for you know a novelty purpose because I don't know I, I do like to think there's a sense of people out there that like to see other people win so if I was standing in yes. a toilet so smiling and I was very humorous about it I'd like to think someone <laughs> because it's me you know like I like Samana Samana was promoting this product and people just you see it right now with you know of course social media and stuff yeah. where you got these major huge influencers these brands they that's all their whole posts it's not even them anymore it's just a marketing tool them going oh my god you see it a lot DJ Khaled I follow DJ Khaled not because I like DJ Khaled I like to learn what he's doing I I observe yeah. I mean like I want I'm going to have the life where I go, chef, whatever, what's for dinner? You know, he's being funny about it, but that's the life that you need to step into in order to, to get what you want. You're going to have to do what everyone else is not going to do. And, to do. Exactly. Exactly. and I do it. I, I'm, I'm willing to, that's any part of the visions that I have within corporations. I'm willing to do your job and I'll do, and I'll run circles around you. I'll run laps around you <laughs> and they know it. They know it. So they don't come to me with problems. They come to me, come to me with proposed solutions to a problem because they know that I'm going to look at them a certain way. I have actually fired people without them, me not firing them. They'll show up to a meeting and they came unprepared and I would just tell their supervisor or tell their director, don't have them back. Yeah. I love the idea of like managing people out. I know it sounds really awful and really cruel, but you make people feel like actually they're not suitable for the role. So then at, right. at the end of the day, you don't have to fire them, but they understand themselves that actually this is not where I want to be in life. It's, this right. is not something I love doing. And mm. you should only do things that you love doing. Of course, everybody's got bills to pay. You know, this is reality. And the reality is sometimes you do have to do things that you don't enjoy. But I just think life is for living and, and especially during this pandemic, I think it's opened people's eyes. Like it has you know, people people don't think that people don't want to work like every single day to all these God given hours. People want to enjoy life a little bit more. But then at the same time, it paves the way for, for people like you and I who we love entrepreneurship, we love running a business and we're willing to do the things that other people won't to succeed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh man, you know, this is powerful. I'm going to ask this question. I'm going to flip it. I know how I handled this. I had a person, and obviously we're working on brands, and obviously your official partner with Winject Studios, and what should be the female, obviously, component of driving people into this big, massive announcement. We're going to work out all the details and how we're going to go about achieving this. But just real quick, I was taking on brands, and I have major shows that have done extremely well on their own. And they just want to be a part of Winjet. They want to be a part, obviously, they're like, I just want to be aligned to your energy. That's what I want to be aligned to. Like, redo my show. And me doing as more of Chris. So I asked him a question. I said, okay, 
90% of podcasters or show creators make zero dollars. They're like, oh, I want to know what you know. And I'm like, well, knowing what I know is going to require a different version of you. So if I'm willing, I will make an investment into you. So if I told you, you couldn't do this show anymore, if I had $2 million and I bought you out and you could not do this show, would you take it? Of course. I don't want you around me. See my point? So that's how I handle certain people. So if they're not doing it to make money, but if I can pay you off and you can be bought, then you shouldn't be doing this. I want people around me that want to, I don't, I don't give a shit about that $2 million. I want to do this. This is what I'm doing. And those are the people that I'm around and asking those questions. But when it's, is it difficult for people to take of course, what life is giving them and what they want to do, but it's like choosing happiness. You mentioned this. People in a pandemic don't want to make those sacrifices and, and ultimately an investment into themselves because they want the instant gratification, the instant return on investment, that money, monetary wealth. Like, I need to make this. Well, I don't need to do shit. When you, what did you get to the point where you don't have to do anything? You get to do it? That's a huge shift. Yeah, that's How but it takes time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. Part of these conversations, I just keep cutting you off. So I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. This is uh, this is a conversation. People go, "Oh, this is your show." You ask, like, I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'm like, it's fine. This is what we do. <laughs> it's a conversation. Yeah, like I just I get very excited because again, like I love what I do. So every day that I wake up, I mean, of course, there are some times that I wake up and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is not going to plan. But like, I'm a person that can't be bought anyway. Like I thoroughly love the idea of championing women, like um, pushing women out there as much as possible, like creating this community that women truly feel like honored to be part of, to be invited into, to be subscribed to. Like, I love that. So offering me 2 million, it sounds like a, a lot, but realistically, if you work it out, the amount of time and hours and tears and, and whatever spent building Be Your Own, it probably doesn't equate to No, it won't. It doesn't come to 2 million. It probably comes more than that. Like the amount of hours and blood, sweat and tears. and Like it's worth more than that. So I wouldn't sell the brand. And also mm. what would I have to wake up to every day? Like mm. that to me is what's more important. Like... Mm being part of the community as well that I've built myself because I am personally passionate about it. I wouldn't want to just throw it away or sell it for 2 million. Um, why would you? I mean, that's the whole point. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're willing to tell me, yes, I'll take the 2 million, then why? Cause I know deep down subconsciously you have quit in you. You made it somewhere in your life. Someone's made it okay for you to quit on yourself. And mm -hmm. I don't like these. I don't have to, I don't, have to allow these people into my bubble any longer because I chose to go the other path yeah. and the hard route. It, there's, there is zero roadblocks and I'm zero traffic jams going the extra mile. I'm telling you, if you're willing to always go the extra mile for yourself first, that's key. Yeah. I do. I do this because I choose to do this. It's a choice. Complaining about bullshit is a choice. Going after entrepreneurship, making the proper adjustments, aligning the right people, thinking about others first before you think about yourself. Like I do this for my own, obviously, growth and me stepping and discovering more about myself. I've learned a lot about myself through the, the hard times. The dark times is where I built this. Yeah. But that's where I, something I do see you also champion, but I know it's inside of your community if they're safe, for instance, I'll paint a scenario and we'll kind of lock up shop and obviously drive this conversation in different area. Say for instance, you are detached yeah. from your company and you don't have that open line stream communication and you don't have the proper channels for people to really reach out to you and for you to know and put your finger on the pulse of the brand. And if you don't have that, I look at, you can't make the proper adjustments short term or long term for your business. And that's where I see a lot of the CEOs and the entrepreneurs, they really fail, Savannah, is where they, they're too detached from their corporation and their people. Do you know, like, do you think that you, I don't think that you will, but do you feel that you'll ever get to that point where it's like, I have such a massive corporation, like, I don't feel what's happening. I don't know what my guys are doing or girls are doing. No, because I, again, I still like the idea of like that, that small, SME like company culture I really like that and like we've got such a small 
intimate team and it's still like less than 10 people now and I'm still working with the people from my first retail startup and part mm -hmm. of the business development team and I love that like I want to know when people's birthdays are I want to know like what we're doing like what people are doing at the weekends like who what collaboration we're working on which you know the editorial team what what articles are working on which publishing company we took on next if it gets too big where it's unmanageable there's no personal touch there I cannot be connected mm -hmm. to that there. So what's the point and I might as well just sell that off to like Hearst Media or Haymarket right it's just, there's no point that's not what I set out to do. Like I set out originally to create a community to make women like feel part of like a safe space for them to be themselves, to champion them themselves, to, to work in like different industry fields and just love what they do whilst being mm -hmm. their own person. Like I didn't set out to like build this massive corporation that can just be sold on where they're churning out staff left right and center like that's not what be your own stands for at all and mm -hmm. god forbid that ever happens because if that ever got to the point where it did i would absolutely have to step down because it um i don't want to be part of that you know mm -hmm. like of course we're not at that point at the moment but we're quite quite big in the grand scheme of things but for me like i, I just love like having people feel part of something and first and mm. foremost it's, it's, the, it's the team behind it because without the team like where would be your own be like when we look at like profits and forecasts and q1 and q4 and we're looking at scaling and we're looking at what works and what doesn't work we've tried like different things we've tried mm -hmm. things that have worked things that haven't worked as well um and again like if it wasn't with the team that I have or the people that are behind it having that personal touch and being able to resonate with the be your own brand we wouldn't be where we are today because yeah. they, they wouldn't yeah. care they'd just be like one of many working at like you say like fast company or like again Forbes I don't mean mm. to be rude but like that you know that's maybe not so passionate they're just getting they're just getting a paycheck I don't know mm. but you want people to be proud about what they do for a living and in their in their their spot in the role. Everyone has a role, like not in a role. It's just to get to the overall outcome. But if you don't know the outcome that we're searching for, it's the CEO's. My, it's my job to put people in a position to win every day. And if you don't have the resources to win, that I'm failing you. That's how much I pour into it. You know, I'm willing to, I'm willing to do whatever you do for a living because I'm hiring you to do something, but I want you to be part of this with me. And that's where you, me taking, and this is where when I was a, I guess, boutique, I had like, I think seven or eight employees before obviously me, me being attached to all these corporations. I had a very small staff, but I had a meeting once a month with them to, and I did it as like, I'm not like giveaway, but I was like, I want you to pour into you and pour into this but I'm going to do one meeting, one whole, one whole hour a day. And by the way, now I build people for $5,000 an hour. Okay. That's how much my time is worth through net and also the things that I do in the contacts. But I'm going to pour into you one hour, mm -hmm. whatever you want to talk about, whatever you want to do for your future. I prepared them for their future roles. And that's how, obviously, it's a reflection on how well I've done with massive corporations because I understand there's nobody behind. It's like leading a wolf pack. Like you can, I'm going to put my strongest up front yeah. and I'm going to put them in the weeds the ones that injured in the middle. And I'm going to sit in the back going, okay, no one's falling behind. You're not, you're coming with me. You can kick, scream, shout, curse, do what you got to do. Bleed, sweat. <laughs> I got you. I got it. We got it. We're coming. If you want to come along for the ride is you have to have those ride or dies in your corporation. If you don't, then you, you're just a face. You can either pick, are you the engine or are you the face? And you're, very often I come in contact with people that understand that, but then also it's not very often I come in contact with people like I mesh well with that. Yeah. You're, you can be both. Yeah. Like you could be both. Like I can be the engine or I can be the fate, whatever you want me to do. I'm going to win. It's yeah. what I do. Is that something that come from your upbringing? Is that something that it's come from maybe just you being around certain people? I know you have a very strong father, right? And that's that's something, right? And I think that's some beautiful things. I'm not trying to get personal here, but where do you think that killer instinct comes from with you? 
I think that's like yeah. I mean, you mentioned my 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 father, but yeah, absolutely. I think like he's like very strong-minded. His mindset, he's like like do or die. Like you know, he's very much like he's always supported the the entrepreneurship within mm -hmm. him, like the the drive and the ambition and he's always been there like really super proud even if he's not always said it like i know deep down he really is because mm -hmm. like at my age i think he seems to think that i've achieved more than most people would i mean i definitely don't think i'm there yet but like having him and even my grandparents behind me when i would go out and do the you know pot washing in local restaurants or going out on a car boot sale or setting up a um car valet cleaning service behind the back of my dad's pub like I was mm -hmm. always wasn't about the money it was about doing something it was about building something and then the fact that they would champion me and they loved it like it just spurred it on even more and more right um, but I think that again is, is is part of my mindset anyway. I'm very driven, very motivated. I don't like no as an answer. <laughs> and I like to look at like challenges and like ways that we can find a solution to every problem. Because you do get people who will always find a, a problem to every solution that you come up with. There's always 100%. a reason why they've not done something. There's always they always like to blame somebody else. They never like to take accountability or responsibility for what they've done or what they've not done. And I and I can't live like that. Like I think life is exactly what you make it. And like I'm prepared to go out there and do what I love and put myself on the line to get to where I want to be. And mm. that's what makes entrepreneurship. Those three key components, those ingredients of tenacity, perseverance, and resilience, I always say is what is going to make an entrepreneur succeed. You've, you've got to keep going, mm. even when times are really tough and really difficult. Right. Well, we you've got to see the opportunities in everything. Everything. Yeah. I was actually on a live um, recently and it, <laughs> a lot of the people in the Senate community like literally lost their shit. I was like, you know, everyone's complaining about or debating glass half full, glass half empty. I'm the guy that sold the damn glass. Like while mm -hmm. you're, you're bitching about it. You know what I mean? Like you have to see the opportunities. Like you mentioned um, something from your, even behind your, I think it was a, is it car wash? Is it you did yeah. something? Yeah. Okay. Like you seeing, I was an entrepreneur before I had a job myself. <laughs> I was 13 years old. I had a whole lot. I was making a lot of money, a lot of money. I owned the whole neighborhood and cut all the grass. And then I started hiring, not people, people wanted to cut the grass. So I started like, uh, taking some of that money, pouring it back in and getting equipment and everyone else was working for me. Um, what's going to hurt? I mean, that's the, but that's the whole point. Like, yeah. I believe you can drop me off in a mud hut somewhere and I guarantee you, I'm just gonna be some sales happening somewhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Something's going to be sold. <laughs> I mean, you're around, but you're around you long enough, you'll end up brainwashing them to, for them to believe in themselves. Yeah, but that's not a bad trait to have, though. And I think no, to believe in themselves and the capabilities that they have, instead of just downplaying themselves and being like mediocre. Who was put on this earth to be mediocre? I certainly wasn't. You certainly wasn't. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna live like that. Like. I think life is, like I said, for living and going out there and just no risk, no reward. What have you got to lose? Mm -hmm. If you believe in something and you believe in yourself enough, like you will succeed and you will go out there. But if you're not passionate about it, then don't. It's like knowing your worth 100%. Yeah. I mean, I know I, I look at my family and my older sister that passed away and I was something I struggled with over the years is that I lost that connection and I was really struggling um, with it somewhere around that time I conformed and I stopped believing in myself. And then, but I, I was, I was living a life that people wanted me to live because I thought that I didn't deserve more. So when I started to look at myself and I knew my worth, like my worth, in my contribution to this world, that's what you're here to do. You're here to learn. It's one big, huge lesson in knowing your worth. I know my worth and I'm not going, I refuse. Like nobody ever in this world will ever own any mind, body, or spirit of me. That is mine. But you have to, you put those boundaries around it. Like before I was a beacon light to people that were trying to suck the life out of me, like narcissistic individuals and people just, what can I take from you? 
but I was a beacon light because I didn't know the difference between empathy and compassion. I didn't know how to separate that. But empathy, I would take it with me and just try to help you. But me being compassionate about your situation, I can just provide you resource. I was on a call the other night with somebody that was having some financial issues, potentially looking for whatever they were looking for. But I can give them opportunities, but they would much rather choose the other route. Do you see my point? Yeah. Everybody's always looking for an easier option. Easy way out. Like, yeah. yeah. No like, one's prepared to put the hard work in. Like, everybody wants it now, or if not yesterday. No one wants to work for anything. Everybody thinks that, oh, it's so easy to go and rob a bank. Well, okay, yeah, go and rob a bank then. But it's not today. No, no <laughs> not today. No, like, there's a lot of like hard work that goes into robbing that bank. But the point is, is that, that yeah, like, nobody wants to work hard for anything. Everybody wants the easy solution. Mm -hmm. And everybody wants a quick fix answer. And there is no quick fix answer, especially mm -hmm. not in entrepreneurship. If you want to build something that's got longevity, if you want to build something that's here in the future, then you've got to be prepared to put the hard work in. That's just, mm -hmm. that's just the rule. That's just how it goes. Mm -hmm. It's so true, but it's different and be learning how to work hard in different ways. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? My, um, my dad says something to me and I'm obviously wrap this up and I'm going to ask about one question about the uh, be your own and the future of, and obviously what you have coming out of the promotions. But my dad, I was home in Charleston and he, you know, still to this day, doesn't matter what I've done for my life. That's my life that he's, he looks at He won. He's about to retire. Okay. Yeah. And he wanted to see it through. He's like that hard headed, right? It's like, I'm going to see this shit through. He's working two to three jobs his whole life. Obviously now he's only working one, but he, he that's where I learned how to bust, you know, like really go after what I wanted. And I'm just so fortunate to have a very strong father in that aspect. Like is that's one, that's a hard job is going to two to three jobs and working and working. But he was working a 12 hour shift and I was home in Charleston. I was sitting at, I remember sitting at my mom's dining room table there was no yeah. desk, right? And he woke up that morning at 4 a.m. I was sitting there already working. Yeah. He drove an hour to work, hour back, worked 12-hour shift, came back home. I was still sitting there. He goes, you work harder than I do. You work harder than – this is when I was building what I was – not this, but I was in the trade school stuff. Mm. He goes, you work harder than I do. He goes, you don't stop, do you? I'm like, no. Like I, I But that was where I would say I was having – issues that I, all I did was work, but I, I knew that that would be a future investment into myself. I was learning what it took, learning what it took. So I'm willing to work that, you know, 20 hour shift, whatever, because my father did that is an example. And sometimes in life, you're leaving people an example is all you can leave them with and opinions and all that all the bullshit. It doesn't mean anything to me, you know? So, but I think that it's a testament, obviously a reflection on how well he did, you know, of obviously teaching you that. Right. And I think that everybody, when my parents see me, my sister or my um, younger sister, my nieces, my friends, they should look at me as a shared legacy. That's a reflection on them. Like all my experiences, all the hardship, all the bad things. I wear that shit like a badge of honor. Like yet I've lived this life and created this life after all these people try to destroy me. You know what I mean? So I'm going to give them a front row seat and give them popcorn and refreshments. You're going to watch me today. You know what? One thing that won't happen is me quitting on myself. That'll never happen. Never. Like you'll have to kill me first, but like the future of be your own, right? We've obviously, I knew that we're going to do this when we got on here. It's been too long that we need to obviously jump on like lives or recordings, but it's been a long time coming, but we, really want to shine a light on some of the things you have coming up with be your own. Like what is the near future and what is like you coming around the corner for be your own? Ah, I mean, you know, there's just so many things. This is an evolution. Every yeah. single day. We've just, we've just got so many things. And since we last spoke, we've, we've teamed up and partnered with about 300 different PR agencies in the UK alone mm -hmm. during the pandemic. Um, they're working on um, female clients on behalf of, um, the, the actual agency themselves. We've teamed up with lots of publishing agencies across London, New York, and Canada, which is great. So we're constantly providing um, tools and resources. I'll say that, but it seems to be the new terminology, the new slogan around here. But, you know, we really stand by what we do and we like to deliver. So um, if you're looking for HR advice, you're looking for 
I don't know, five ways to scale up your indie brand or or investment advice. Like these mm. are the tools that we offer for female entrepreneurs. So like go online, go on, go onto the platform, and I'm sure there's 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 no stone unturned in terms of what we cover for content for women out there because I'm passionate about helping women grow and succeed. And so that obviously translates and shines through onto be your own. So we just I guess acquiring like new things, new partners, working mm. with JP Morgan, McKinsey and Co. We'll probably be doing some more um, work with movingahead.org, um, which kind of focuses on, on women in sports leadership roles. Um, and we do a lot of partnerships with like NatWest and Barclays. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, there's lots really kind of coming up, a lot in terms of press as well. Um, got more podcasts myself. Obviously, this is the best one. <laughs> um, to be invited on tape. We got we got that on tape, ladies and gentlemen. So yeah, I don't know if that's actually really good because it might bin me off the other ones now. Um, but yeah, <laughs> we've, got, we've got loads. We're just constantly scaling, constantly growing, constantly looking at new ways that we can offer um, just help to women out there that really need it. Um, and I still have in the back of my mind to launch a foundation for women. So that would be giving biannual grants to women who are looking for not huge amounts of investments and grants, but just a little bit of help to get on their, on their feet. Um, because That's I powerful. Like, yeah, I feel like everybody needs that little bit of help. And if you can't get that seed round, if you can't get that little bit of, of, of help from your, from your grandma, your granddad or your, your dad or whatever. I mean, I was lucky of course, but, um, but you know, sometimes people don't, People don't have the means to do so. And I'm, if I can do it, if I've got it and I can help someone, why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? It's okay. true. It's true. Well, I see a lot of times people get so money hungry. Yeah. That it, you know what I mean? You have to open up that type of, you know, that lifeline. That's obviously a testament of obviously the, the longevity of going to be with your career. You have so much left in the tank. No, so much t- left. <laughs> You know, so, and it's like you providing them some little bit of C capital, people are going to need it. And I, you, how many people I come in contact with, well, I had a lockup shop. Well, you didn't have a business problem or an HR problem. You didn't have a PR, you had a cash flow problem. Yes. That's a, that's, I have a high income skill. My high income skill, you can take me and dr- I can walk down right here in Canary Wharf for London and walk right past the company and walk right inside that son of a gun. And I'll teach them how to make a sale. And I guarantee you, I will be hired. I, if I needed some money, yeah. so what is your worth? And that's the problem that I do see with you know companies, corporations, but also on a personal level, people being around. And that's where I really struggled. I compromise even people, my, the people that are supposed to be my loved ones in life, secretly wanting me to fail because they never saw me for who I was. They saw me for whatever they saw years ago. That version of me. And be willing to communicate. And that's that's powerful when you're able to align yourself with really dope individuals. And I just want to say thank you so much for coming on again. Um, this won't be the last time. Next time we do this, we'll be in person, I promise you. Um, yes. And we'll go from there. So thank you. thank you so much for having me. I keep cutting you off. I'm so terribly rude. No. <laughs> sorry. I don't, sorry. Um, but yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. It's always an honor to be. I, can I just show off my, my pen as well? Yes, yes. See what happens. This is perfect. Yeah. This show off your a, pen. When you're when you're you know, you're boss woman, you have to have a boss Cartier pen with your initial with your full name. Yes, right. Oh. It just it just worked out. You know, because it was only seven letters you can have. And I was like, well, that fits perfectly. Oh, there you go. Oh, I, I'm still, I'm so like, thank you so much. It's amazing. You're welcome. That, that happened right when, because it was so great about when you came on to the first time. I had some, you know, some great shows that were lined up perfectly. And I'm not sure what happened after this, but when your episode dropped, we looked at the numbers. My staff looked at it and was like, there had to be a mistake, man. It's got to be a glitch into the, obviously they, str- they pulled the numbers off of all the platforms, 70,000 downloads in that one day and 24 hour period. I was like, what the hell? And it's just keeps growing. And then I, and also I just want to say thank you for, for the constant support with me. Um, you've always been there, um, with, you know, like even some sharing some things and, you know, and I just think that it's just so phenomenal. I, I appreciate that. It means a lot to me. 
You know, it's a two-way thing because I know that you've been like my number one supporter for such a long time. So, like anything I can do to help, and I know that we've always got each other's backs, both personally and professionally as well. Like, thank you so much mm-hmm. once again. And always. Uh, anything you need, you know where to. That's right. I'm handing you. And I was like, "Yep." So like, like, well, I'll find you. Like, I'll, don't worry. What is that? Uh, wedding crashes. Like, don't just like, <laughs> just don't leave anywhere. I'll find you. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, guys, be well, be you, be great. Peace out. Much love. Reach out to Samantha. It's all been like streaming on the thing. If you're in the U.S., make sure you're texting eight four three three nine six two one zero four, or even in Canada. But everywhere else, and if you're in the U.K. or in Europe or Australia, we got people in freaking africa listening to the show or uh so reach out to us you find us at winjet.com and you'll anywhere you see samantha you'll find me somewhere shortly i promise you so thank you again i appreciate it and just shout outs again to your staff Brilliant. thank you so much you're welcome all right guys peace cast is brought to you by winjet studios we are an all-in-one educational platform for podcasters that revolutionizes how hosts leverage content to increase engagement with listeners downloads and income We come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how you can interact directly with our hosts, access exclusive live content with offers you can't get anywhere else from our official partners, join our purpose-driven community by visiting www.winject.com. If you're ready to build a career doing what you love, then we're ready to see you there.